What happens next? Now he gets medicine because, to help him with coronavirus. Oh, great. And so did he actually have the, he, the, the virus? Uh, I think so. Okay. And over here is the regurgitation station What's if that? he needs to vomit oh, I after see. the medicine. Okay. Now we need to get him a Pfizer um, vaccine. Gosh, you don't waste time, do you, Saoirse? <laughs> You're ahead of the game, so does he oh, like... He's it? not participating, so we're going to have to knock him out. <laughs> okay. Remember, Tony's having a rough day at the, uh, at the clinic. Okay, so you've now knocked him out. Now we need to just check if he's still with us. Okay, that's a good... <laughs> yep, he's still with us. He's still with us. Okay, this is great. This is the story of survival, isn't it? <laughs> so what happens Now he next? gets the Pfizer vaccine. Bang. Okay. And now... He has to stay in this pod for the next 87 days. That's a serious quarantine. Because there's a backlog with the HSE. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, they love that. Yeah, okay. So you're going to leave him in there for 87 days. Okay. And according, according to the Department of Education, schools are safe. Good morning, John. And once you get that shot, you will receive a little card. It's big enough to fit in your wallet or in your purse that will show people that you have had the vaccine and when you need to get your next dose. So take a look. We're getting our first look at that, that vaccine card. These are the first images of the vaccine kits released by the Department of Defense. You can see that vaccination record card. The card will tell you when your next dose is due. Vaccine clinics will also report to their state immunization registries so a doctor could look and see when and where you got your first dose. And every vaccine will Report, be reported to the CDC. Some experts say you will be also asked to give your cell phone number voluntarily so you can get a text message when it is time for your next dose. One final way that's new and is promising is called the RNA vaccine. With RNA and DNA, instead of putting that shape in, you put instructions in the code to make that shape. So the Gates Foundation, along with a great number of partners, are looking at these different efforts. We've never created a new vaccine in less than five years. So this is urgent and it's gonna require incredible collaboration. It's gonna to have to go to seven billion people. This is actually having one animal learn something and seeing and recording that activity and put it into the sensory cortex of the second animal and that animal acquires the knowledge. Uh, from the human drone technology standpoint, you can attach the human brain to another human brain you can direct motor activity, or you can send communication and information. Um, Dr. Ventner's work is, my uh, my view, the equivalent of the development of nuclear weapons when you realize uh, that he created life in a cell. He programmed yeast cells to produce anything he wanted. These can be inserted into you through the hypospray uh, needles. You put in a specific gene slicing, you program what you like, you put it in the cell, and it can reproduce and make as much as you like. It sends a signal and tells which portion of the DNA should unwrap, unfold, and produce a product. Related to this is an idea called dreads. These are designer receptors that can be remotely controlled. You can create a cell, you can put it somewhere in the body, and you can remotely activate it. So you have the capacity to create any product, as long as you know the DNA sequence, you can insert it into a living system, and you can remotely control it. That may affect the way you think, the way you act. So once you know that the technology is there to edit, splice, and program a cell, and the technology currently exists to administer it to somebody and have it go park anywhere you program it to go park, proliferate, and do its function, you can have 
things activated in other people's brains. These people have figured out how to hide imagery in the DNA of bacteria. You can have the information uh, reproduced in a string form as a form of a protein. The new way to uh, hide information is going to be in DNA. So you're right, CLEAR was born out of 9-11, and it was about a public-private partnership leveraging uh, innovation to enhance homeland security and delight customers. And that was really the beginning of screening 1.0. And just like screening was forever changed post 9-11, in a post-COVID environment, you're gonna see screening and public safety significantly shift, but this time it's beyond airports, right? It's sports stadium, it's retail, as Dana talked about. It's um, office buildings, it's restaurants. And so while we started with travel at our core, we're a biometric secure identity platform where it's always been about attaching your identity to your boarding pass, the airport, or your ticket to get into a sports stadium, or your credit card to buy a beer. And so now with the launch of Clear Health Pass, it's about attaching your identity to your COVID-related health insights for employers, for employees, for customers. Everybody wants to know that each other's safe to start to reopen businesses and get America moving. If you're worried someone close to you is being radicalized, act early and reach out for help. We give advice and guidance, and together with other organizations, we can put the right support in place. Without it, your loved one could be drawn down a dangerous path. So we'll work to help them escape it. You won't be wasting our time. And if you act early, we can help before it's too late. If you're worried that someone you know is being radicalized, visit actearly.uk. Battle is being fought. One family, one physician, one health center. That's why we're doing as well as we are. We're talking about the minority and strategies mm. against the minority. So I have the solution. Every study published in the last five years, when you look at vaccine refusers, I'm not talking about well, hesitants, most of them we can talk into coming to terms, but refusers. We'll just get rid of all the whites in the United States. Australia's top airline, Qantas, says they plan to require coronavirus vaccinations for international travelers before they fly. The country closed its international borders back in March and currently requires all overseas arrivals to quarantine for two weeks. Qantas is one of the first major airlines to raise the possibility of a vaccine requirement. But in a Monday interview, CEO Alan Joyce said others may soon follow suit. I'm, I'm talking to my colleagues in other airlines around the globe, and I think it's going to be a common team across the board. And what we're looking at is how you can have a vaccination, a passport, an electronic version of it that certifies what the vaccine is. Is it acceptable to the country you're traveling to? So there's a lot of logistics, a lot of technology that'll be needed to put in place to make this happen. But the airlines and the governments are working on this as we speak. This is what the Chinese are doing with DNA merging DNA systems with quantum uh, uh, computing will be really quite an amazing and both lethal threat. The next thing I want to mention to you is memory. Can we erase memory? Can we modify memory? Can we change memory? The short answer is yes.
the time is upon us. Welcome oh, yeah. to Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon Valentine. It's good to have you along. Welcome into our sanctuary of sanity. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, we all have a decision to make. It's here. We've been talking about it since the beginning of this entire COVID nonsense. Yes. Back before we were a podcast. Yeah. We did a... I wish we had that show. I did too. I wish we had that show. I mean, there's a couple of shows. I think, well, I think there's three or four. That's the one that I wish but we had the But that's the most. one I definitely wish we had because there's almost everything we said in that show has come to, has fruition. Come to, come to fruition. I mean, it, it is. And we're now at the yeah. cross. We're seriously at the crossroads. We are. Because the uh, VAC scheme is here. Oh, yeah, it is. And it is being rolled out as we speak. Now I know we're we're in the middle of a series. We are with with secret societies, and we're going to get back to it. But this was too important. It was. It was way too important. Um, we've got a huge show. We got a lot to plow through. So we're gonna have to get right on into it. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for all your great emails through the week. You can email us at nwczradio at gmail dot com. Uh, we and and where where are they catching you at? I am uh, all over the place. I mean, uh, Instagram, Mr. Underscore B underscore 666. Um, and that's Mr. Spelled out. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. I'm also on uh, Facebook as Brandon Valentine. So. Right. NWCZRadio at gmail.com is a great place. I do have an updated version of the COVID sheet. This is version three. Mm-hmm. This is done by a, a really talented guy here locally. And he's given me permission to hand it out. It's Todd Herman. And I've, we've handed out. We've emailed tons of them. Yes. This is the updated. It's version three. It's got a lot of updated stuff. So if you enjoyed one or two, send us an email. I'll send out version three. It's packed with truth, packed with uh, uh, facts, backing it all up. And it's something that you should have to be informed. So uh, we'll get back to uh, our topic of we're going to start into the Illuminati. Yes. In a couple of weeks. Because yes, next, we week, next week, we're going to do a special Christmas edition. We are. We're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about the, the, the darker side of Christmas. Yeah, the weird, the weird bizarre, stuff. dark side of Christmas. Yes. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it is. And then we'll get back into, because uh, the Illuminati is very, very important. It and is. It, and it also plays into what's, what's going on today. Oh, very much. One of the emails we got, it's a consistent email that we have received, because one yes. of the shows you're talking about that is missing Yes, one of the shows that was never put on the podcast because it was one we didn't record. I mean, unless you listen to NWCZ Radio on Sunday nights, you never heard it. Right, and and it was about the, the, the new, new lizard, lizard order. order, which I mentioned, and I do, and I gone back and I've listened to a couple episodes. I mention it almost every episode. So, right, and so people are confused. Yeah. They're like, "What? Well, what is this new lizard order that Brandon keeps talking about?" Right, so. we've even had uh, more than one listener say, "I'd really love to share your podcast, but." Brandon talks about this new lizard order, and if people don't know what that is, they think we've gone down the loony hole. And, yes. and we, we, we do. We do, and I mean, it's kind of the new lizard order. It's one of those that it's a stretch. It's a oh, jump. We, I mean, in we a lot of ways, it to we, its, mocked it. we mocked it to its end, which is we why we came up with we are the official headquarters yes. 
of the New Lizard Order. It was a complete joke. You even have a t-shirt. I do. I have a, actually it's a hoodie that says the New Lizard, New Lizard Order ro- runs the world. Right. So, I mean, it's... That yeah. you made up. Yeah, and it's... Because it's our thing. It's our thing. And, I mean, it's one of those things because it, it, we went down this rabbit hole, and it's one of those things. I mean, I even have an article that I'm going to read some stuff from from uh, Ohio State University about this whole theory. So, it's not one that we just kind of came up with. I mean, the, A lot the, of tr- people buy into it. Yes. I mean, there was a, a study back in 2013 that 12 million Americans believe that there are lizards that who, run our world. Who run the world, yeah. And, and, that and they're really, shapeshifters. It yes. all started with David Icke. It did. It did start and with David I Icke. love David Icke, but this is where we part ways uh, like the Red yes. Sea. And he, he goes a little deep on this. And it's one of those things. His whole theory is that at one point that there was lizards that basically came to this planet, you know, thousands of years ago, and they basically alien became lizards. alien lizards from the planet Draco. And that they took over kind of control of us. Right. And in that process, bred with us. Mm-hmm. And so that some of us out here are, um, we're crossbreeds. Right. The Queen of England is supposedly yes, one. Queen Hillary of Clinton supposedly All of the Bushes, of like all of them. All the Bushes. All the world leaders. Yeah. All the world leaders are, are either crossbreeds or they're part of Justin Bieber. There's supposedly yeah, a right. video of Justin Bieber actually blinking his, his lizard eyelids. We've seen these videos. Yeah. We, we've wa- we, on that episode, we watched several of them, and they're and they're ter- a lot of the older ones are the old VHS. Yeah, and I mean you can see that they're basically it's it's the VHS noise. Yeah, that or, we all remember. Or if you back in the day when you would pause the VHS and there would be like a white line, yep. or or you'd catch them at a weird angle and there would be static and stuff, and it's like, see, see, that's the lizard. Yeah, it's the lizard. Because their whole idea is that honestly, and this is where where I get kind of confused on a lot of this is that they're fifteen foot tall lizards. Right. But they do something where they, by vibration, which I mean, my wife has some stuff that vibrates too, but it no, doesn't make me see different things. It but makes her see different things. Apparently, hopefully it's not me, but um, it makes people, changes our perception so that when we see these people, right. we they look like people to us and not 15 foot tall lizards. But my problem with this is, you know, how do these people get into a car? Right. I mean, if they're 15 feet tall, I mean, in reality, in we're reality, just not seeing it. how are they, how are they getting into a smart car? I mean, how are they, how are they getting into Squeeze's car? How, how are they getting into a limo? Yeah. How are they getting into a limo? How are they getting, how are they anything? walking through normal doorways? Yeah. How are they sleeping in a our, bed? Yeah. Our roofs aren't 15 feet tall. It's the I mean, logical part of our program. There's a lot of logical stuff that I'm like, doesn't hey. work. But I mean, in their thoughts, you know, the, the whole thing too, and this is from the Ohio, the, this is a, on Ohio State University. This was one of their, their articles about this theory. Um, is basically, this is what it says. The basis of the reptilian elite theory is that in ancient times, a group of advanced reptiles from the Alpha Draconius star system came to Earth and infiltrated the governments of the ancient civilizations in order to control all the humans and enslave them and became their rulers and bred with other humans to form crossbreeds so that their DNA can infiltrate the minds of humans. With their DNA inside our systems, they can control us by making us dumber, slower, and weaker, and therefore easier to control. Which we do to ourselves. We do to ourselves. I mean, look at that's the new generation. That's called the mainstream media. Yes, that's called the millennials. Um, <laughs> Sorry if there's any millennials out there. I know there's some of if you. If they're listening that, to this know. show, they're smart. Yeah, if you're listening to this show, you're not a typical millennial. So evidence for this reptilian DNA 
in us comes from the fact that in the early stages, developing embryos look a lot like reptiles and could be classified as such. And this is something I saw a lot of where they talk. Oh, about, we talked like, about the show V. The show V, yes, that it was a it was telling us projection. what's going on. The projection, um, the fact that a lot of people talk about like we have rept- we have reptile DNA. Right. I mean, it's proven. It's scientifically proven that yeah. there's reptile DNA. We talk about our reptile brain. That we have those things still in our in in the reptile brain that is in common. But if you go back to Darwinism, Darwinism says that we all came from the same ent- the, the same beginning, which would mean that we would or have Or if you reptile. go back to the Bible, everything was created out of dust initially. Oh. And if you go the whole this whole theory even links back to the Bible. Right. Yes. Well, we've mentioned the Nephilim before. Yes. And, they, and they, this they, is they another place them. where the Nephilim they bring the Nephilim in and saying that the Nephilim were actually draconians. Right. Um, and that the serpent with Adam and Eve was one of the draconians, exactly. and that's where we had the split because at some at one point that we lived side by side with the draconians, right? And then at that the split was the Adam and Eve. That's where we split from them. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch. Of, I mean, it's one of those things. If we you did go, a whole show, we did a whole it. show on this. If you go down this rabbit hole, it is. It's honestly fascinating on how far they jump with this, and some of the people, like I said, the you know. The different people that are considered that possible Prince Charles. lizards, Prince Charles. I mean, Katy Perry. That's one of the one lizards I'd want to have, you know, some fun with. But <laughs> I mean, the Queen. I mean, it goes down a rabbit hole that is just most of the elites. Yeah, most of the elites all Rothschilds and the most of them. And I mean, you know, most of them are white people. And they even talk about this, uh, this which is cognitive cognitive dissonance that causes people to you know believe this and what, yeah. it, what it take they go into this in this study in this study it goes they go into the scientific, scientific of effect of you know what causes people yeah. to buy and, it. And, and, and our bottom line when we ended that show was fun it's a fun topic yeah but it's complete nonsense it is and if you go into it and we make fun of it and i mean that's one of the things that if you really go into it i mean it's really i mean i think it really talks about almost like you know white privilege in some ways when right. you go into it because it's like there, there's classes of draconians and the top ones are obviously are the albinos of course and then you know the next level the workers are the you know the the dark sounds like the, socialism the the tan ones are the darker darker ones and you're like oh wow huh wonder <laughs> what they're talking about here so and it, it really goes into it. it's it's a very interesting one to go down and i mean it might be something that we might have to do another full episode I think, on i think but, we will so later down the line but but, but the, i definitely wanted to let you reason, people know right, what the, we're talking about and the reason why you say the new lizard, uh, order. The new lizard order is because we we literally issued a challenge on that show yes we did that if if you're there and and, and you're coming to cuz they're eventually supposedly come to come back and take yeah. over and rule the world we're offering up our studio to be the new Lizard Order headquarters. Yes, and they can come here, and we will we will help them we'll let help everyone them. know what's going on. You can get, so, we'll get, help them get the word out. Yeah, we'll let them know. They can come talk to us and talk to our listeners. I'll give and them all an that. hour. Yeah, we'll give them an hour. But it's one of those things. I mean, really, if you listen to it, I mean, it's one of those. The the joke we made was really the new because that's part of the thing is like even going into the Illuminati. Right. Is they claim a lot of them. They are claim that a lot. The Illuminati <laughs> was started by the Draconians, right. and that's kind of one of those. And we will. I mean, once we get done with the you know secret societies, we're going to start going into the aliens in space and stars. You start talking stars. about the Draconians and the the Draconians are working with the Greys, and I mean it gets. That's well, it's a great it, rabbit hole. It's a huge forward. once you once I started going down it. I, I still go down it. I, I still that's well, one of the ones when I'm it. when I'm not researching, you know, the stuff we're supposed to do for the show, I'm looking at <laughs> some of this thing. crazy the alien one is kind of my thing. So that and cults. So. It's awesome. Yeah. 
So hopefully that that uh, explains a bit of that. It, it's an inside joke, and probably probably are bad because we, we it's kept an inside joke the, amongst us, and we we assumed it was amongst you, but that episode never aired. Yeah, and that was kind never of one of those on podcast. We kept making the jokes, and then all of a sudden it was like Big D pointed out one day. He's like, "You realize that that's one of the ones that isn't out there on podcast. It was one of the ones that was never recorded." And I'm like. Oh crap! So nobody's really getting this joke about the new lizard order that we're not actually saying that we think that there's a new lizard order. We're saying that you know there isn't one. But if there, there is, isn't one. I think there's a new world order. Well, absolutely, but, there is. But that. the new lizard order, we yeah, can, we can really prove that. So now you'll understand what I mean when I, I make the joke about the new lizard order. Very so. good. Way way to tidy that up. Yes. Uh, all right. So let's get grounded real quick because we're going to blaze through a lot of information here. Um. As you know, or as you should know, two of the vaccines, the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine, have all been given the okay in record time. Normally, it takes a vaccine five to six years to be vetted uh, and to go through all the trials and go through all the peer reviews. Uh, This has been at a lightning speed. And they're rolling it out, and we all know what's coming. And it is, it's decision time. It is decision time for you and for me and for Brandon, how you're going to move ahead in life. Because it is going to affect you. And depending on what country you in, you're in, it's going to affect you severely. See, I, I just want to find someone. If I get, if I get the virus, does that mean I don't have to have the, the, the vaccine? Oh, no, we'll go through that. Oh, damn it. Because I was going to go find someone who had it and say, please, like, lick me or something. So. Or let me lick you. Whatever. Just give me the virus. We've discussed this before, and these are facts. Uh, and I can send you any of these links. I've got them all lined up here. Uh, COVID-19 was in Italy in late November of 2019. Yeah. Nobody panicked. There were no masks being worn. Nobody was shut down. There was, there was no pandemic in November of 2019. It wasn't a pandemic until the higher ups declared it a uh, supposed pan- pandemic. Why did they do that? Uh, here's an article from lourockwell.com. Fantastic article. How changing the definition of pandemic, of the word pandemic, altered our world. Uh, in mid-March, let's let's roll back in time. Remember, in mid-March 2020, predictions said that COVID-19 would kill 2.2 million Americans if allowed to run its course, right? Yes. Uh, then Dr. Fauci and every they all came out and started to downgrade the death toll, saying we're looking at, oh, maybe 100 to 240,000 Americans dying. Uh, then we, April 8th to 2020 new model referred to as the Murray model downgraded the threat to about 60,000, uh, a number that's, uh, also in August, 2020, they went down as low as 20,000. Why, why was it so high? Why did it become so low and what happened here? Well, the CDC and the who switched the definition of a pandemic and it all started back with the with the the swine flu and i believe we've talked about this before 
which started in 1976, which was also a complete fraud, a complete and utter fraud. And so what they did was they changed the meaning of the word uh, pandemic. And right now, what we're seeing, forget what you're hearing in the mainstream meeting, uh, media, forget what you're reading. There is no excess deaths going on right now. There is none. Uh, I, I will challenge anybody who writes in about it. I will send you all the details. It's not happening. What they did was they changed how they counted deaths, what a pandemic was, who's dying of COVID, not who's dying with COVID. It's all been inter and co-mingled, and that's a problem. In fact, mm-hmm. according to the Daily Wire, December 10th, 2020, and I think I sent this to you. Yeah. We're in December now. This is December 13th, which is, in general, we're in the middle of flu season. Last year, the, we had massive flu numbers. This year, headline, CDC flu unusually low. Too few hospitalizations to run a model. The seasonal influenza activity in the United States remains lower than usual for this time of the year, says the CDC. Flu activity is unusually low, but may increase in the coming months. Uh, the flu model can't be generated since there have been too few hospitalizations due to the flu. Well, where did the flu go? Every year, go to the CDC website, look up flu hospitalizations, flu death over the last 20 years, not counting 2020, and there are plenty of numbers, plenty of numbers. Apparently, it's disappeared. Where did it go? Well, it just went away. I mean, it's one of those things. And I mean, I actually kind of got in trouble this the other day because I teach first aid classes. And one of the com- jokes I was, no, not jokes, but one of the comments I always make is cardiac arrest basically means your heart stopped. So anytime someone dies, technically it's from cardiac arrest up until March. Right. Yeah. And March, then that. It's well, not we've, even cardiac we did stories arrest about people who died in car wrecks, who got shot, who fell off a roof and uh, died of all kind of different things. Postmortem, given a test, they have COVID, COVID death. That's what they march because they get they get money for it. Yeah. Uh, here's from the uh, Missoulin. This is uh, Montana newspaper. Uh, Montana lawmaker quote: "Mass wearing is a hoax to push government compliance." This no. is uh, our government would never do that. No, of course not. No, no. no. This is Senator Fred Thomas. Uh, is from Stensville, made the comments during a legislative council meeting to s- discuss the plan for the continuity of government guidance. He said, with all due respect to everybody, in my experience watching mask wearing, it's a hoax to push government compliance more than it is anything effective at preventing disease. If you're in a nursing home, you wear a very secure medical mask. That works. Out in the public, the stuff has nothing to do with controlling the, vi- the virus. I ain't wearing a mask, and I am not, and I'm going to go to the next meeting uh, without one, blah, 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 and it goes on. So people are starting to speak out. Uh, we're just grounding in facts right now because we're, we're, we're building up to the vaccine. This is a guy named Stephen Evans. You need to hear this. Uh, it's a, it, I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's like eight minutes long. This is an ER physician who on December 4th published a, uh, 
a YouTube or a Rumble video. It's on Rumble, and I'll, I'll send you the link. But here's, a, here's just under a minute of what he has to say, and I found it fascinating. I think you have to try and get people to listen to the evidence, and the clear evidence we have here is that there are no serious adverse effects to this vaccine. And so we're going to see over the coming days and weeks, we will have reports of deaths following the vaccination. There'll be strokes, there'll be heart attacks, because we're vaccinating a very vulnerable population. That's why we're doing it, because they are at risk of dying from COVID-19. But sadly, they're also at risk of dying from other things. So one of the key things will be getting people's understanding that lots of these adverse effects are merely coincident. Hey, everybody. Uh, okay, so, so oh, my coincidence. bad. Okay, so my, my bad. That is, uh, his name is Stephen Evans, but that's not the ER doctor. This is a guy who is the, uh, he's the uh, epidemiologist um, from uh, Australia, Sky News. And yes, so did you, did you catch what he had to say? Yeah. So, oh, so we're going to give the vaccine and you're going to hear about deaths and you're going to hear about side effects and serious illness. But hey, it's just because we're giving it to old people and it's just part of the deal. It is, but I mean, they, they were, would they have died anyway? I mean, that's kind of it. It's one of those that, you know, really, I mean, you go to the CDC website. I'm looking at it right now. And according to the CDC's website, as of right now, it's total cases, 15,932,932. We know what cases are. They mean nothing. But with 296,818 deaths, right? Even with, then. With COVID. Yes. Because they've even come out and admitted those numbers are inflated by a, by 20 times. Yes. But even then, inflated, that's 1.8%. Right. We Less than 2%. That's a 98.2% survival rate. And if you take out those that are 75 and over with pre-comorbidity uh, problems... Yes situations it is a 99.x depending on what graphic you're in it's 99.93 90.97 and so it's the the risk is nothing no it's basically zero if you are 75 and older and you have two or more so two three four five comorbidities you should take care of yourself but i have a <laughs> My mom has lived in assisted living for, I don't know, five, six years now. And every year the flu rolls through there. They lock it down for a week or two. You can't go visit. And several people die. Yeah. That's just, it's what happens. So this, this quote, pandemic that you got to shove a Q-tip up the middle of your, up to your brain and get a test, which I'm not even getting into the test because we've talked about it before about this PCR cycles and how they've blown that up just to find a, a, a broken fragment of something. And it doesn't even mean you have COVID, but they are looking for positive cases. They're trying to drive a narrative. All right. Well, yeah, because cases, 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 because that's why, why we've been saying this forever. They haven't been pushing cases, cases, cases nope. since June mm -mm. because 
the deaths don't freaking scare people. If you say how many deaths there are, it doesn't scare people. And we never, ever, not one time, and I monitor it all the time, I have never once heard a recovery rate. No, because they don't want to put the recovery because that wouldn't that wouldn't scare people. Cases, cases, cases. Look at how many people have COVID, and all of a sudden, people like, oh my god, if you go if you go out, you're going to kill grandma. Right. And I'm like, you know, my grandma's dead, so I don't care. But I mean, it's one of those. My dad, my dad is 88 years old. Right. And multiple times we go over there. I literally left my dad to come here. Because we were having family dinner. Because my dad's looked at us what and said... What a douchebag of a son. Yeah, I know. My dad has told us flat out that we are having family dinner because I may not be here next year because I'm 88 years old yep. and a cold... Not because of the COVID. A cold could take me out. Right. He's like, I've been through Korea. Pneumonia. Yeah, I've been through Korea. I have six kids. I have 30-something grandkids. I'm not going to not see my, my family because there's a little virus out there. Right. Whatever. I mean, if it takes him out, it takes him out. And it's one of those, if it's going to take you out, I could get hit by a car running tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, look. Uh, and we'll get into that, uh, the, the percentage of... And there's probably a better percentage of that happening. There is. There absolutely is. And we don't shut down driving uh, because you might die in a car accident. We don't, they should. I've seen some of those drivers in Seattle. We don't keep, a, keep people inside because you might get struck by lightning, which is I keep the same risk as dying from the COVID. All right. So here's the physician. Now, I could not find this. I tried hard, people. I really did. I can't find this dude's name, but this is on Rumble, and uh, he's an ER physician. It's legit. He's in a hospital. Uh, he's got his uniform on. I, I say legit. He, he could be an actor that's broke in there, uh, but he talks a good game, and uh, it went viral, and a lot of people commented on it. I assume he didn't give his name because you know how we're hearing these videos from healthcare workers, and they're getting fired, and... Uh, shamed and and doxxed and everything so but so i'm gonna play 50 seconds of it it's about an eight minute clip if you will you want to watch the whole thing i can send it to you but this is his assessment of what's going on hey everybody so i just got done for the day so i just want to talk to you open up your mind and opening up your eyes it's a lot of people i mean 95 out of 100 usually 95 percent so 95 out of 100 people they're still watching mainstream media. They're not turning off the TV. So you see an increase spike in COVID cases. You see an increase, um, you know, demand for certain restrictions, wearing a mask and stuff like this. So you guys need to, this video is more for the people who are not there yet. I need to help you cross that bridge and see not just one or two months when things are supposed to go back to normal. Like, no, this is this has been planned, guys. So. Um, this is a long time in the making, and so we are not even in the beginning stages of what's really going to happen. So the reason why I'm telling you all this is because the amount of abuse and mental wear and tear that is going on in families and in households is way worse than any of the physical effects. Any of the physical effects. Even if this had a, a, a higher death rate and all this other stuff, which it doesn't. We're sitting around waiting for a vaccine that has a 90% success rate when we can't even worry about a, a 99% survival rate of the virus itself. So you guys got to just look logically, not emotionally. So there's going to be a bait and switch because once you have compliance of the general masses to wear a mask and say, you can't go shopping, you can't do this, you can't do that, X, Y, and Z without a mask, not a big deal, okay? 
for most people, 95, 100 people are going to be like, yeah, it's just a mask, whatever. Protect you, protect me, whatever the mindset is. But now, now that you've gotten comfortable, well, there's going to be a bait and switch. And so then it's going to come a vaccine where you can't fly, you can't go to work, you can't do anything, you can't attend events until you have a cert certificate of proof that you've been vaccinated. So uh, there's something called cognitive dissonance, meaning that when you've been learned, your brain, through repetition, you could be taught, and it happens through mainstream media, our whole lives. Once people are starting to wake up to mainstream media and how much we get lied to, imagine how bad history and history books that have been written, what we know growing up. So there's a thing called cognitive dissonance, meaning when you've been taught something for so long that when you're taught the complete opposite, which really is the truth, your brain has such a hard time accepting it that you are, you feel standoffish against that viewpoint. You feel standoffish and you feel offended by that because it is conflicting with what you know to be true already. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. But I love, I look, I, I tried, I really tried to verify that. Uh, it's all over the place. But I do like what he has to say. I, I hope he's an ER, an ER doctor. He, he looks legit. I can't confirm it. No. Uh, but his, all, his whole idea of, of thinking logically about what we're seeing and not emotionally, which is what people I run into every day. Which is what they're hoping on. Because, I mean, it's one of those oh. things. Because I'll go back to, you know, a lot of people keep throwing the CDC at me. Look what the CDC says. Look what the CDC says. Yeah, but they're, Fine. They're so I'm looking. But here's the thing. I'm looking at just numbers. So if you look at numbers on the CDC and case numbers – Amazing. You see the cases start rising in October. But then you also look down to the, there's a, another graph on here on the CDC that says testing volume. Guess what also starts rising in October? How many tests they're doing? Oh. Oh. I really? have seen cars lined up down but the block all day. At here's the one sites. number that they won't tell you about that you can still find here is percent positivity. Yes. That number has actually been dropping. Wow. So... Because right. they, they're doing a percentage of saying, how many tests are we doing to compare to how many cases? That percentage is actually dropping because they're doing a lot more tests, right. so they're getting a lot more cases. Doesn't it make common sense that since the beginning, they've been doing all these tests? Remember, they talked about ramping it up, yep. and we're doing like a, a 100,000 tests a day. We're doing you know up to 500,000 tests a day, and on and on and on. Nobody ever stops to add all those numbers up. And what do all those tests equal versus the population of the United States? Yeah. And I'm telling you, those tests, we could do a whole show about the PCR uh, cycles yeah. on those tests. And, and th that's in this COVID report I'd love to send you about how they have phonied that thing up. Well, and here's magnified the thing too. it like three times. If you don't look at the tests, everything else, you look on the CDC's website. Their own. What number... Do you think has dropped and flatlined since May? Deaths. Deaths. Oh yeah. Deaths has been flatlined. We've been There's below. There's been a couple small spikes. Yeah, but not. But nothing that you know. We've been below what not would be since, considered <laughs> pandemic method. Not pandemic, since New York and New yeah. Jersey sent all their. We've sick been below into the pandemic levels since June. And worldwide too. We're not. Just, and yeah, since May or June, we have been below what would be. A year ago, been considered pandemic levels. Right. So right now, we're just late. we're we're reminding you we're we're getting grounded in some facts about COVID as we're we're going to move in now to. And like I said, we're looking at I'm looking off the CDC's website. That's where I'm getting these numbers. Right. And this these is graphs. this isn't conjecture or theory. We're we're going this to their off, source. And that's the thing. A lot of these people that argue with us saying you guys are nuts. You can't. I can't believe you don't believe in this. I do. Do I believe in COVID? Yes, I believe COVID exists. Sure. It does. Do I believe that COVID? 
warrant what we're going through <laughs> hail to the fuck no no uh so here's a story now we're gonna we're going to shift into the actual topic that is that we are at uh and that is the vaccine so this is from greenmedinfo.com and it is uh so the article is emergency COVID-19 vaccines may cause massive side effects. This is written on December 10th, uh, early November 2020. Pfizer announced its vaccine is more than 90% effective. One week later, Moderna, which designed its vaccine candidate in just two days, boasted a 94.5% uh, effectiveness rating. Clinical trial data leave out crucial information such as the cycle threshold used for the PCR testings, uh-huh, whether cases had symptoms or not, and how long the vaccine lasts uh, if protective. None of the COVID-19 trials for which we have data are designed to find out whether the vaccine reduces hospitalization rates or death. They only look at whether it reduces symptoms if you do get infected. The estimated number needed to vaccinate for Moderna's vaccine is 167, meaning 167 people must receive the vaccine in order to prevent one case of COVID-19. Wow. The estimated uh, NNTV, which is the number needed to vaccinate for Pfizer, is 256. So 256 people have to be vaccinated with it to prevent one case. Yes. When we have our, we in our, in our own body, we have a 99% fight chance. Yeah. Which is pretty dang good. I mean, uh, and my question, like I said earlier, can I just go fucking lick somebody and get it? Uh, here's some other uh, points from this uh, article. They don't say how many cycles they used for the PCR test they gave to count COVID-19 cases, which is crucial for determining the accuracy of the test. They don't say whether the cases had symptoms or not. They don't mention anything about hospitalizations or death, meaning there is no indication it prevents either. And there's no indication of how long the vaccine lasts, if truly it's effective and protective, some indications suggest you might need to take the vaccine every three to six months for it to be effective. And then it goes down and it talks about um, all these different. It's a long article and it talks about all the different uh, oh. side effects. And, and we'll get into that um, a, a little more like here. Uh, this is uh, four volunteers. So this is from the outlook. Oh, the facial polaris. So that looks fun. Four volunteers develop facial paralysis symptoms after taking Pfizer vaccine shot. Bell I've palsy. Seen, I've seen this one. And I mean, not to sound bad, people, but I'm ugly to begin with. I don't need half my face to be freaking like, I mean, I, I don't need help in the ugly department. Right. And they tried to uh, poo-poo it and say, ah, oh, well, they were probably going to get it anyway. And it probably had nothing to do with the vaccine, but they don't know. No. They, 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 there's nothing definitive. They're just saying, eh, you know, it happens. That kind well, of stuff happens. It's one of those things. This is an argument I've had with someone the other day, and I'm like, part of it is if a new model of car comes out, do you fucking buy it in the first year? No. Because Some you have to give them time to freaking get the, the bugs out. You know, they put a brand new motor. This is a brand new first year of this motor. Fuck no. I'm not buying it for two or three years because I want to make sure that, you know, they work the bugs out. It's the same with the vaccine. Well, right. I take the polio vaccine and stuff like that. Sure, because that's been out for been 60 tested. damn years. And they've improved it over time. Uh, all right, so this is from foxnews.com. California nurse who took part in Pfizer vaccine trial describes illness after receiving the shot. Uh, she says, after the first shot, it felt like a normal injection, a flu shot or something. Uh, I was a bit sore, not much more than that. The second shot was different. 
When I got home after the study, a few hours later, I started to develop chills, headaches, fatigue. I kind of started feeling worse and worse throughout the night and woke up with a fever in the middle of the night. That kind of escalated until the morning when I woke up with a high fever of 104.9. Oh, is that all? At that point, I drank. Uh, I took some Tylenol, drank some water, and fortunately, it started to come down. Uh, and there were uh, other side effects. And she kind of goes into it, and it was more, you know, like body aches and and so forth, like that. So, uh, again, uh, now here's one, and I know I I can already hear it. People go, "Oh, this has been debunked." I'm going to tell you what's been debunked and what hasn't been debunked. So, this is um, article that's the head of Pfizer research, COVID vaccine is female sterilization. This is from December 2nd, 2020. And this is, uh, so where this has been debunked is he is not the head of Pfizer research. He was at one point for years that, and they've never, so the debunking, that's the only part they debunk. I've read the debunking. That's where they stop. They debunked that he's not. So that one part of the article that he's not the head right now is the only part that's really debunked. That's all they say. Everything else that he says, they don't debunk. Yeah. And so he talks about how uh, the vaccine contains a spike protein called uh, syncytin-1, vital for the formation of human placenta in woman. In women, if the vaccine works so that we form an immune response against the spike protein, we're also training the female body to attack the syncytin one, which could lead to infertility in women of an unspecified dur- duration. Now, all no. you, if you don't, you don't believe that type Google DuckDuckGo, whatever you being, whatever you use, just type in vaccination, sterilization, and there are pages and pages and pages from Kenya, wait, India, wait. all over the world that they've brought. Ste- Didn't we once brought- talk about this before, about yes. using vaccine to sterilize people so that we can control the population? I, I well, swear we've talked about this. And yep. Eugenics and somebody, God, what was his name? Some famous guy, uh, Bill. Oh, yeah, Bill Gates. Uh, this is from Forbes. Uh, Forbes, and this is... Uh, Let's see, what's the date on this? So this was November 16th, 2020. The WHO chief, so the World Health Organization chief, warns vaccines won't end COVID-19 pandemic as Moderna and Pfizer announce early successes. So, hey, guess what? You're going to be forced to take a shot that is not going to end the virus. Uh, He says that uh, he warns that the vaccine alone will not end the COVID-19 pandemic, stressing that the virus will still have a lot of room to move. And uh, it's even once the vaccines start to roll out. Well, and that's kind of the thing. The one thing that I've looked at is people always talk about like, oh, you want to take the polio vaccine? Okay, you take the polio vaccine, right? Why do we still have to take it? Because it's still fucking out there. You know, and polio still exists. I mean, because there's going to be nations, unless there is a way they can get to these impoverished nations, are they going to go to these impoverished nations and give it to them as well? Right. Who knows? So if they don't do that, COVID-19 is going to exist forever. This from Reuters. Uh, this is from December 3rd, 2020. COVID-19 vaccine recipients will not be exempted from self-isolation, according to the Telegraph, which is over in the U.K., uh, COVID-19 vaccines in the United Kingdom will not be exempted from self-isolation if they are contacted by the country's tracing system. Oh, so you go get the shot. You're supposedly fine. 
you go out and do your thing. Somebody, you, everybody's contact tracing. Somebody around you uh, has the the COVID, and you've got to go isolate again. But I had the I had. Whoa, the, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I I have my health passport. I had the vaccine. Why do I need to? I took a flight over here from the U.S. I've, I've got my I've got my health passport. But somebody on that plane had COVID, so you're fucked. So now, now I've got to isolate. You've got to isolate, and your whole vacation is you're going to be sitting in your it's hotel and jerking off. It's a sham. But here's here is where here's where you're going to have to make a decision. I'm going to have to. I, I've been thinking really really hard about this because I'm moving in Antarctica. So in in the United States, from a governmental level, I'm talking top the like from the feds. There's no way constitutionally that they will be able to force vaccination no. on the populace. So what they're going to do is they're going to do a soft for what I'm going to call a soft force. Well, yeah, they're going to use other they're going to use retailers. They're going to use other people your to work, force us your work. Let's say if at my work, if where I work right now, well, yeah, you I work walk, for a government agency. I walk they're going to force you and I walk in and they say you have to have a vaccine or you can't come back to work. I'm resigning that day. I am. I've already told my wife I'm done. I'm I will. Because here's the thing. You got to think about this, people. I don't if you want to take it, go go right ahead. But if you take if the government tells you whether it's a diktat or it's a soft forcing that they have to put a substance that you know nothing about in your body. You have given up your right of autonomy. And then from here on out, they can put whatever they want in your body based on their view of science, health, whatever. And where does it stop? Oh, hey, you can't you can't come to work because you haven't taken shot three, four five and six. Like, well, I thought there was only one. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the booster shot. This is the follow up shot. This is well. what are in these. It's just healthy. Yeah, it's all good for you. It's all good. It's for all you. for the greater good. It's to help your man, fellow mankind. It's all for the greater good. And those are words that I mean. Any any book you read, nineteen eighty four, any of that, they use that phrase constantly. It's for the greater good. We are good. hearing it from the Mockingbird media, from the mainstream Mockingbird media. I could have played ten clips, fifteen, twenty clips of them talking about what are we going to do about people who don't want to take it because they don't care about their fellow mankind. How are we going to get, how are we going to convince people to, who don't want to take this to take this. So, uh, so they're not, uh, you know, putting others at risk. You force them. You're going to be ostracized because basically what's going to happen. They're going to basically, they mentioned it in the, the, the preview when we first started the show. Someone mentioned it, the card. Yeah. You're going to have to get a card that you're going to show to start. That you're going to have to show every time you walk into a Safeway, mm-hmm. every time you walk into a store, Anything. every time you go to Ticketmaster to go to a concert, you go to a baseball game, public transportation, you go public transportation Uber, you're going to have to show this card flight. saying, I have had my immunization and I'm okay to be here. It's what's coming. It's, it is And if you don't coming. have that card, you can't do jack and it, shit. As we've, as we've noted in several shows, it, the card is the first step. Yes. We have done stories about uh, over in Europe where people are getting chips in their hand, where they can uh, you know, get into, uh, unlock their building, unlock their door. It carries all their health. It, it's coming, people. It is. It, 
starts with the card. They've talked about a brace in the United States. They've talked about this medical bracelet that we're all supposed to get. That's going to carry, and they, they can for scan the it. Better good, the good of the whole. It is. Um, it is something that you're really going to have to think about. It is because I mean, and it's coming to that. They've been mentioning it. They keep mentioning it slow, low, you know, a little here and there. Um, but it's one of the things we've mentioned here before where they go way out there and you mention something completely off the fucking rails mm-hmm. and then they come back and you're like something you would never yeah. agree to. Like well, I would never agree to the carry this window. Yeah. I never agree to carrying this card. Oh, well yeah. you're going to have to get a chip. Well, I would never fucking do that. Yeah. Well, here's this card and said, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll take the, I'll yeah. take the chip. Uh, yeah, that's called the Overton window where they just keep moving the window up and uh, where they move it up to becomes the new normal. And then that becomes the the bottom shelf and they just uh, continue look up Overton window if you don't know what that is. Um, yes, it is quite frightening. I, I'm. I have family in Canada. I'm tra- I've traveled all over the world. My wife and I have been to almost every part of this globe. We love traveling and I'm seriously facing not probably not ever being able to do that again. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking at going to have to figure out how to work from home. And they're like, man, kind of overdoing this. It's kind of hard kinda, to do your job from home. Well, I won't do that job. <laughs> but I, I can hear people. I can hear people right now saying, hey, you guys are kind of rolling out there. Uh, th- this might be a lot of, you know, hyperbolic nonsense and, no. and, and you're you're projecting a lot of fear here we've been seeing this coming from the day they claimed that this was a pandemic and the when they shut everything down and started wearing masks we not that we're nostradamus but from all of our research yeah in the new world order in the illuminati and what they want to do <laughs> this is hand in glove, man. And it's one of those things we've talked about. I mean, we talked about when we were talking about the Freemasons. We're t- going to talk about when we go into the, the, you know, the New World Order. And I mean, you know, the Illuminati is basically the world whole economic idea forum is a world economic forum where we've said it's all about control. Yes. And if you control the, the you know, top everybody down, top down totalitarianism, that's what it is. It's the whole globalism of, you know, if we can control people, this is for the greater good. And that's one of the things that I have found. And most of the things that I've looked at is anytime you see that phrase for the greater good. It's not it's not a good thing. And it's one of those things. I'm a Star Trek nerd. I love Star Trek. But if you look at Star Trek, they, it even goes all the way back to Star Trek, where they had the whole idea of the, you know, the Federation and all of that stuff was everyone working together. Right. And they even have, you know, in the, you know, what episode with Khan and, you know, the, the second second episode, you know, the Wrath of Khan or the second movie where he says the, the good of the one or the many outweighs the good of the one. Yeah. Well, you don't and want to that be that is what one. they believe. If you're and that one, you're screwed. This is what the New World Order believes. The good of the many outweighs the good of the one. So your individuality is gone. Yeah, well, here's some more. This is from the Summit News. This is Canadian Health Ministry exploring immunity passports, vaccine tracking, and surveillance. Uh, Health Minister of Ontario has stoked controversy by suggesting that people who do not take the coronavirus vaccine will face restrictions on where they can travel and spend time. She says... That's their choice, and it's not going to be a mandatory campaign. It will be voluntary. But adding, there may be some restrictions that may be placed on people that don't have the vaccine for travel purposes and to be able to go to theaters and other places, and it goes on. So there's that. So good luck there. Um, 
you know. So a lot of the stuff we're saying, we're not saying this because this is where we think. No, we it's got going. It's this there. is stuff we're seeing from they're saying people it out loud. in power that are saying it out loud. This is what they're going for. What would it take you to get the vaccine if, if you're not if you're on the fence? If you're on the fence, if, if you're like, mm, I, Big D, Brandon, I you know I think you're out there. It does sound kind of funky, uh, but I'm not sure. So if you're that person from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, the um, their website for their CBS station, former presidential candidate proposes giving $1,500 to Americans who are unwilling to take the vaccine. <laughs> so they'll pay you $1,500. So summit news, uh, there's an app that is being developed that will implement vaccination status that will allow you to bars and restaurants and to identify the unvaccinated. test i'm hoping it comes back and says i've had it <laughs> <laughs> oh man our computer for the moment so i'm gonna you have broke to, it i guess so i'm gonna have to uh oh man that sucks uh anyway i have several other stories that i would be glad to, to uh, send you but we are in a position where um we uh we're gonna have to make a decision and what they're telling you about the vaccine is all roses right now Smells good, looks yeah. good, sounds good. This stuff hasn't been normally the it trials on this. They look years. Look at the look at the Moderna vaccine when they did their trials, and I'll have to re look up this article. But they give a placebo to a certain amount, and then they give the actual vaccine to another amount, and then they also give different variations of the vaccine to the control. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many people actually got the Moderna vaccine that is being rolled out right now in their trials? No. 11. Oh, nice. So that's well, and fun. it's one of those things. I mean, it's years. They have years that they test these things normally. Years. Right. Not just a couple months. Yeah, I mean, it's something it's, uh, definitely to be concerned about. And so um, we're there. I, I call it, I'm calling it the VAC scheme. And yes. you have a decision to make and you know it's yours i'm not going to make it for you but you're going to have to make that decision and we wanted to bring you uh the information that you are going to need because you it's a high likelihood that your work or in your situation you're going to be pressured to take this thing and maybe even required so there's that all right so before we end and we're going to go a little long because i got got a couple of topics here that I have to address that I've got, we've gotten some emails for, and I love it. I love emails. I love being challenged. And a couple of the things that I was challenged or we were challenged over was, um, I, I've seen some things going on in Canada that truly alarm me. They, they really do. And, and yeah. I, I'm not Canadian, but my wife is, and I've spent lots of time in Canada 
have lots of family and friends up there all over the country from the, the Maritimes all the way to Victoria, BC and in between. And I've, it's a beautiful, lovely country. How it's being run, however, is really starting to frighten me. And, uh, I got kind of, I got flack for that. You know, they're like, Hey man, kind of coming hard down on the Canadians. You know, I'm not sure what that's all about. Well, this week I, 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 there's a couple of stories that came on as to why I am concerned about the Canadians, what's going on. First up is New York post. Canada Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was upset over canceled invite to Chinese troops. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invited Chinese troops to conduct cold weather training in Ontario last year. And he was upset when it was canceled by Canada's defense chief, according to reports. It was a super secret exercise that Trudeau signed off on. Why is Canada bringing the Chinese to northern Ontario for cold weather. They have Mongolia. Yeah. They have cold. Why? 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 And why is he upset? Because Mongolia isn't as far north as Canada is. But it's frozen tundra there. It is. But, I mean, you know, you want to get them into that cold weather so it's easier to go up into Russia. Or, Or into northern U.S., uh, Ezra, oh, no, they would never attack us, no. Ezra Levant, founder of conservative website Rebel News, claims that the PLA was sending spies, not just soldiers, to Canada. Quote, it's a shock to Canadians that cold weather warfare you're referring to is just one of 18, 18 different joint projects the Canadian Armed Forces had with the People's Liberation Army in 2019 alone. Canada is training one- and two-star Chinese generals in our war colleges, training lieutenants and majors and commanders. Why? Why Why is Canada in bed with the Chinese all of a sudden? I don't get that. Globalism. That's alarming. Globalism. I mean, they're like the number one enemy of, of freedom in the world. Well, that's because freedom is, you know, and it's being attacked. Uh, here's another one, and people in Canada will know who this is. Her name is Christia Freeland. She is the Canadian finance minister, okay? Uh, finance minister of Canada deals obviously with money and finances, and Canada, like every other country, is hurting because of the COVID, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do to keep businesses open, survive, as a country coming out of it as far as the economic part of it. And well, this is, this is her plan. Check it out. None of us have a crystal ball, um, but economists uh, like Ben, like Doug have been pointing out that some Canadian households, and it tends to be the better off households do have quite a lot of money that they've saved because there hasn't been that much to do in the pandemic. And certainly it would be great if that money could go towards driving our recovery. And I want to make an offer now to all of your listeners. If people have ideas on how the government can act to help unlock that preloaded stimulus, 
I am very, very interested. Maybe as Doug Porter was suggesting, it happens by itself. That's the best case scenario for me. But if people have ideas on how we can really, you know, try to unleash that and particularly unleash it in the parts of the Canadian economy that really need support, tourism, hospitality, domestic services, uh, let me know. First of all, what is this great reset? All right. So there you go. Hey, you have savings. You've been, you've been, you've been a wise steward of your money. You have worked hard, lived below your means. And during this pandemic, you're not spending a lot of money because not a lot of places to spend it. So your savings account has been built up for whatever you're saving for. The government wants it. They want to know how to get to it. They want you they want to raid your savings. We've I've never heard this. And no. I mean, I am stunned. Stunned that that is her solution is to look at people who they deem are wealthy. And what line is that? Uh, we're going to look at your savings. And if you got too much, well, we're going to figure out how to get to it. Wow. That is that. That is that is insanity. Absolute insanity. That's why I've been coming down. Uh, I'm not coming down hard on Canada. I'm concerned about Canada. That stuff should concern every citizen. Why are the Chinese there? Why are they building COVID refugee camps? Why are they ordering uh, guillotines? Which we know cuts paper, but that's that's their purpose. That's what they do. Yeah. But they can also be used for other things. Why are they after your savings? Why Why are all these things going on? Why is Trudeau talking about the Great Reset? And then when asked about it, doesn't deny it. Just gets mad and says it's conspiracy. Why Why are all these things happening in Canada? Be very concerned in Canada. Be very concerned. All right. The other thing I got some flack on was I talked about, uh, and I can back it up. I'll just go to the World Economic Forum and uh, see what Klaus Schwab and his crew, his merry band of morons, are planning and and they're projecting forward that the next big problem out of covid is going to be a uh be cyber attacks yeah and food shortages and i caught most flack on the food shortage so i went i went digging because i'm like well i mean maybe i did maybe i maybe i oversold it right it happens and uh so Here's what I found, and I just present this to you. This is my counter argument. Uh, popular Mechanics. KFC, that would be Kentucky Fried Chicken, is 3D printing chicken nuggets. Would you eat them? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken will soon become Kentucky Fake Chicken. The restaurant is claiming uh, or they're experimenting with a new kind of meat, which is 3D bio-printed chicken nuggets. Basically means KFC is using chicken cells and plant-based material to create a new kind of nugget. Welcome to the f future of fast food. Hmm, wonder why they would be doing that. Uh, probably couldn't be because there's a food shortage coming or anything. McDonald's, November 9th, 2020, is naming its brand new burger the McPlant. This is from Eater.com. It's a plant-based burger created by McDonald's. It is going to be added to the menus in 2021. Uh, basically, in one year, 
Plant-based meat went from something very few Americans had heard of to something that 40% of us have tried, and they want to push it on you. Why? Because, well, meat's bad, and we're not going to have much of it because we're going to have a big shortage uh, coming up. How about this from Reuters? Nestle uses, this is from November 4th, 2020. Nestle uses insect protein in Purina pet food. Nestle's Purina brand is launching a line of pet food using insects as the world's biggest food group tests more environmentally sustainable protein sources. Uh-huh. That sounds, sounds awesome. Uh, we also have this. Uh, this is all about, this is all in the Great Reset. This, this is all about sustainability. This is all about, um, you know, preserving, you know, all the, the, the globe and food and everything. Because as serfs, we're going to get crap and the elites will get whatever they want. Uh, this is from Newsbreak. The world's biggest food company is calling for your lockdown cravings. Nestle Chief uh, Executive Officer Mark Schneider says that Nestle is looking into genetic tests for um, caffeine and uh, all the other snacks that we that we are uh, looking at. They're looking at replacing their coffee, their tea, uh, a lot of our snacks with um, this this genetic modified material that they that they want to introduce to us and i can send you that article as well uh so nothing is not nothing's become natural anymore because they're they're just genetically modifying all kind of stuff uh how about uh moose jaw today which is uh, up in canada they are paying farmers canada dairy industry in danger of losing half the farmers why well, you go down into the article, and it says um, the uh, – oh, right here. Uh, supply management has not fundamentally changed. Canada could see half of our current dairy farmers disappear by 2030. Um, why is that? Well, besides the industry uh, adjusting to fragmented demand, Subtuo has uh, closed two cheese processing plants, and Starbucks – Starbucks is reducing the amount of dairy it serves as part of the corporate sustainability plan. Mm -hmm. So got to get rid of the cows, got to get rid of the meat, got to get rid of the milk, all that stuff's going. Uh, this is from AFN, which is a food tech site, October 7th, 2020. UK government earmarks $13 million for industrial insect farm. Yummy. Uh, this is a project in London that is uh, starting up this. The plant is for these tiny livestock to feed on and break down food waste uh, and in turn becoming animal feed for the aquaculture and pet food industry. Uh, our aim is to make the UK a global hub for black soldier fly farming. And then as you go down into the article, it talks about, uh, let me find the... Um, Okay, the ability of insects to efficiently convert low-value waste streams into high-value protein could one day help reduce the current reliance of animal agriculture and aquaculture on wild-caught fish and plant proteins such as soya. Oh, so it might be in our food. Okay, 
Okay, but there's no problem here. No problem. Well, and I mean, it's one of those things, and I'll be honest. I, I mean, when I lived, I used to live over in Pullman where uh, Washington State University is, and there's a professor there that every year has a, a, a festival kind of thing that he would do where it was all insect foods to, to show that insects are a sustainable food source but i'm like i still don't want to freaking eat them no i don't i don't want i, I, I mean I, no I matter I'm not, what you, I'm, we're, I'm not i'm not reverting back to grub worms no and all and the was, other you know like we've moved beyond, we've evolved yeah. beyond why are we evolving backwards because it's good for the environment right but if that was the thing is i mean it was really one of those things it's like okay yeah they're they're edible but it's not fucking steak. Right. But it, it's it's a ways away, right? Like, it's not here. No. It, it's, it's not. Oh, wait. No. There's this. Uh, vegetablenews.com. It's vegnews.com. This is... Uh, Veg news. Is that like vegetable soup? Yep. This is from November 8, 2020. World's first cell-based chicken restaurant opens in Israel. The chicken restaurant is a test kitchen created by food technology startup Super Meats that serves real chicken grown outside of the animal. Okay. How do you grow real chicken outside the animal? Uh, here's, here's how they explain it. Uh, so, first of all, here's a real tip-off that you don't want to go there. This restaurant does not charge visitors for their meals. Now, if you're not charging me for my meals, that means But does use the testing. feedback to uh, approach its commercializing of cell-based chicken, which no other company, including Supermeat, has done yet for several reasons, Blah. probably because it sucks. It's terrible. Uh, what they say is... Um, so, but I mean, it's is, one of those things I have to say, like I, I eat like the cauliflower craze. I eat a lot of cauliflower stuff and like cauliflower rice and everyone's like, isn't that horrible? I'm like, no, whatever you, it doesn't have any taste to it. Whatever the f I put on it is what it tastes like. Well, this production process of this uh, uh, chicken outside of a chicken, it's among, uh, they're among the first to try to start up of cultured chicken, real meat grown from a small number of animal cells without the need to slaughter the chicken. Aside from the cultured chicken, which is served in two burger compositions, the fall of 2020 menu, chicken features a variety of seasonal ingredients and in dishes such as salads and tortellinis and on on and on. Uh, so a lot of things, I mean, that's one thing so I'm looking at here. It's a lot of things that would have something on them to give it taste. Right. It is. They take chicken cells, they grow it in a lab, and create chicken meat. And then they it's put, modified chicken meat. But like I said, it's in a salad. It's in stuff like that that's going to have dressing. It's in a, a burger that's going it So it's masking the taste. It's basically, like I said, with the cauliflower. Cauliflower really has no taste. You mask it with everything you put on it. So apparently I went too hard on all the food stuff and the food shortage and the modified food and everything because those don't exist. Yeah, those are all bad. But, uh, hey, I do appreciate – I love the emails and, um, you know – uh, I just put it out there, and you, we, I can send you all these links. Got them all set up, ready to roll. Oh uh, yeah. Also, if you want COVID, the COVID worksheet, volume three, be glad to send it to you. It, they're a big hit. They have tons of information. All the information we talk about, and yeah. way more, and way more. All about the mask. All about how lockdowns don't work. Studies, all kind of stuff. It is unbelievable. Todd Herman does an unbelievable job on this sheet and then any of this information that we've talked about today any of these links i can send them to you and um yeah so i think that's that's pretty much it we probably should wrap it up yeah but there is good news 
and uh, we will play that going out. So next week we will be here, and we're going to do a special Christmas episode. I'm really looking forward to that. I am too. I think it's going to be fun to go down the the dark side of Christmas. We're going to go down the rabbit hole on Christmas, hopefully bring you a lot of stuff that you didn't know. That um, there's already a few that I found. I mean, Krampus I've always loved, but some of the other ones, the Dutch and their insanity is just, yeah, <laughs> you're going to love that one. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun and and hopefully you'll tune in and be a part of it. You can always hear us live on NWCZ Radio at yep. G- uh, radio.com channel one, Sunday nights, eight to nine and, yeah. and sometimes past nine like tonight. Yeah. Um, but we got connections with the owner, so we're we okay. We do, we do. Uh, and, and then we're on all the podcast forums. And, and again, thank you for the reviews. Thank you well, for the did emails. Did you say we might start doing a reheat Monday nights? Monday nights starting, I believe, next week. And I, it's 10 to 11. Okay. Because right? so, it's right after you. Well, we're 8 to 9. Oh, uh, but I think I'll have to, I'll have to double check. We'll, say, I, I, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, Love and Hate Radio is 8 to 9 on, on nwccradio.com. I'm just going to throw this out there. On Monday as, as an early Christmas gift or whatever. We've had a lot of people ask us, you know, please, you guys got to be on more than once a week. We're going to seriously sit down over the holiday and look at uh, – we can't be seven days a week. No. But we're going to seriously look down and see if we can start doing a midweek podcast. So we could be there – you know, we could do two. Uh, we can't promise it, but we're going to look hard. Yes. We're going to look really hard into it, and um, and hopefully that will work. But uh, – in this era of the darkness closing around us, sometimes it feels there's the walls are, are just closing in with you know all the COVID and the lockdown and the new world order and the great reset and all this stuff. And it, it's dark and, and it's just moving towards you. It's always amazing when you poke a hole in that wall and light comes shining through. Truth comes shining through. And there was a moment of clarity, and I, and I thought this was so awesome. Somebody finally speaking some truth who's in a leadership position, and we're going to leave you with this. This is uh, Jason Kenny, who is the premier of Alberta. Love you, Canada. And he is speaking some truth from the heart about all this nonsense that's going on and I think it'll brighten your day. So we're going to leave you with that. I'll say goodbye. I'll see you next week. This has been Down the Rabbit Hole, and here's Jason Kenny with a great reset, and we will see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. See you later. First of all, what is this great reset? Uh, uh, Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative finance critic, recently raised concerns about this, and then he was attacked by some in the media and by the liberals for supposedly circulating conspiracy theories. Well... The Great Reset is actually the name of a book by a very prominent advocate of it. It's, his name is Klaus Schwab. He sent me a copy. I guess he sent one to every, probably every government leader around the world. And Klaus Schwab's thesis in his book is that uh, we should, governments and societies, the world, should, quote, seize the opportunity of the public health and economic crisis to reimagine the world and radically change policies. Now, in what ways? I would describe it as a grab bag of left-wing ideas for less freedom and more government, for more government intervention, 
uh, for um, policies that would, uh, I think, create massive poverty, uh, particularly energy policy, uh, policies that he is advocating. So Klaus Schwab, by the way, is the president and founder of the World Economic Forum, also known as the Davos Summit. I call it the biggest gathering of global hypocrites uh, in history. It's, the, um, it's a little ski village in Switzerland, and every, I think, February, um, a, a couple of thousand super rich uh, people, uh, a lot of billionaires, millionaires, global CEOs, and politicians fly into Davos men, with hundreds of private airplanes. They go into Switzerland and they spend a week basically lecturing uh, the rest of the world, including especially working women and men, about how they should reduce their carbon footprint. Uh, uh, the hypocrisy in that crowd is, is so uh, thick, you can't even cut it with a knife. And so, no, I'm not going to be taking any uh, policy direction from Klaus Schwab or his, his ilk. But, and what I find offensive, look, the so-called Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. It is an actual set of, of concrete proposals being advocated by some very influential people, and including, apparently, by Prime Minister Trudeau, who clearly alluded to it, referred to it, quoted from it, the Schwab theory, uh, in a speech he gave to the United Nations a couple of months ago. So it's not a conspiracy theory to talk about that. Those are the folks advocating it. And I think it's perfectly legitimate for democratically elected leaders for me to say, heck no, we're not going to exploit or take, the, uh, take advantage of a crisis to uh, advance a political agenda. If, if we're actually all in this together, like we keep saying, then how about we focus on the crisis, on protecting lives and livelihoods, helping people get through this, uh, and, and how about after that, instead of exploiting the crisis to impose on democratic societies a whole bunch of social, failed socialist policy ideas, how about instead we get refocused on generating economic growth, on, on recreating some of the trillions of dollars of wealth that will have been destroyed, of restarting some of the hundreds of thousands of businesses that will have gone under? of obsessively focusing on getting the millions, uh, 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 the tens of millions around the world back to work. Those who have suffered most in the COVID era have been the poorest around the world. And so the notion that we would then drive them further into energy poverty through uh, Klaus Schwab's policy uh, agenda is, I, I just frank, frankly find it offensive. So no, it's not a conspiracy and nor is it a conspiracy theory. I think it's just, uh, very um, distasteful and regrettable that influential people would explicitly seek to take advantage of a crisis like this to advance their own political uh, vision and values.